Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're gonna be talking about our favorite go-to programming ideas for a great class experience. And we believe very strongly that class experience is more important than fitness. And the reason we feel that way is because we feel like if you take care of the class experience and you're doing constantly varied high intensity functional movements, then you can't help but get people fitter. So it's a byproduct of keeping people around and having a great class experience. And I talked a little bit about this topic previously on episode 10, um, where I talk about why most programming is overrated. But I wanted today to be very tactical to give you guys some specific examples of some go-to programming ideas that we find ourselves going back to uh, week after week or month after month and, and why we do it that way and, and how we feel that this leads to a better um, class experience. And we've over the years have gotten um, what I feel like is more and more open-minded about programming um, and less sort of like elitist with our programming. I think there's a lot of people out there that try to stay too true to the pure CrossFit methodology. And I don't think that always leads to the best possible class experience. So we've evolved it to fit us, our community, our facility. And I recommend that you guys do the same. I think you can get people fitter um, by evolving this concept of, of CrossFit programming and not having to hold on to aspects that you may not agree, agree with. We don't feel, we don't personally feel that a 5K run or a 5K row leads to the greatest class experience. And we believe that we can get people super fit without that. So we don't program stuff like that in our, our classes. And that's just something that we've decided to do. So I'm going to give you guys some of the go-to formats that we use and um, also give you guys examples of workouts that would fit those particular formats. So this is going to get really uh, into the weeds a little bit, but I think for those of you guys that do programming or really enjoy programming, you'll get a lot out of this episode. So first and foremost, one of the formats that we love most of all is triplets. And this is, you know, right in that classic CrossFit programming, but we really steer away from um, couplets and even uh, single modality days because we just don't see it leading to the best class experience more often than not. So we tend to bias our programming towards triplets more than any other um, programming format. And we might do three, four, five triplets in a given week. Um, I love triplets, especially if uh, if you kind of use the, the monostructural weightlifting gymnastics, you use one of each of those movements. To me, that's the perfect workout, right? You might have for your monostructural movement, it could be uh, running, rowing, jump rope, ski erg, um, we'll even throw in like box jumps and burpees as kind of a monostructural movement and throw it into that category. You know, for gymnastics movements, you got your your handstand pushups, pushups, toes to bar, pull-ups, ring rows, stuff like that. And then for weightlifting movement, it's anything with uh, an external object. So I think the perfect workout is a triplet that combines a movement from one of each of those categories. And it's it gives something for everyone. There's never gonna you're never gonna be stuck on a movement for too long. And I think for pleasing the masses and getting people fitter, you can maintain a high out power output for a really long time in a triplet. Whereas with like a couplet, you might have uh, muscular endurance or something uh, technique-wise that prevents you from getting th to that intensity and to that stimulus you want from the day. So I really love triplets um, for that reason. And we really love pairing a, a triplet in the short to moderate length range with a strength or a skill work piece. So I would say if you compared our programming to something like CrossFit.com or even CrossFit New England, who is someone I follow a lot, 
we would definitely be considered more strength biased than either one of them. But if you look at us compared to a really strength biased CrossFit gym, which I see a bunch of nowadays, where they're doing four, five, six days a week of, of strength and Metcon, then we're, we're kind of somewhere in the middle. So uh, usually three to four days a week, we'll have something before the Metcon, but it's not always specifically strength related. Um, but when we do have a strength related piece, we really like to do one thing in the strength so there's not a ton of things going on and then have that thing lead into the triplet of the day, okay? So it might be a 10 to 15 minute strength piece and then a five to 15 minute workout of the day triplet to go with it, okay? So examples of that would be like, if in the strength we're doing handstand pushups, we're gonna try to keep that movement pattern the same and we might do like a shoulder to overhead in the workout. And I really like to go gymnastics into barbell or barbell into gymnastics or even barbell into dumbbell or vice versa, dumbbell into barbell. So uh, I mentioned handstand pushups into shoulder to overhead. We might flip those two. Uh, we might do like a barbell snatch into a dumbbell snatch or vice versa. We might do power cleans into a D ball over the shoulder, uh, bench press into pushups, rows into rope climbs or deadlifts into kettlebell swings, right? So we're We've already practiced that movement pattern in the, the strength or skill work, and then we don't have a lot additional warm-up or prep to go into the workout. And one thing that's really cool in terms of a coaching standpoint, you can start to translate the how certain movements are going to help you into other movements because people are going to really feel how you know improving their, their handstand push-up leg drive and hip drive helps them on a push press or push jerk. And um, it, it really actually leads to more coaching opportunities I believe um, in our classes. So um, some specific workout examples that we've done recently, um, this past week we did one where we had a 12 minute section to work up to a heavy double power snatch, hang power snatch uh, specifically. And then we had a 12 minute AMRAP of a 25 cal bike erg, 20 dumbbell hang snatch, 15 wall balls and a hundred foot heavy D ball carry, right? So we're taking the barbell hang snatch and then we're continuing that with a slightly different variation into a dumbbell hang snatch. And I, I really like doing those kinds of formats um, in our classes. Uh, another one we've done recently is doing like a back squat strength, barbell back squat strength from the rack, and then into a 12 minute AMRAP of 20 push-ups, 60 foot walking lunges, and a 15-12 cal row. So you have a lot of uh, knee flexion with the back squat and then you lead into lunges or a heavy step up or something like that into the workout. Okay, so that's category one is triplets are our big go-to for us. Number two is intervals. We love intervals. And this is something that I, I would say we stole the most from CrossFit New England. This was, I don't see it as much with them, but over the last couple of years, I've seen a lot of Tuesday interval days. And uh, they'll do anything from their typical format was three minutes on, three minutes off, all the way up to five minutes on, five minutes off. So you might do three rounds of three minutes on, three minutes off, um, or let's say three or four rounds of five minutes on, five minutes off. And what I really love about this format, one, I love intervals because you can really push the intensity and, and people get to see where their breaking point is, right? Out of the gates, they go hard and they can see if they can recover in that rest period. Um, it's also really cool for tracking your pacing. You know, typically if we're doing a straight 15 minute AMRAP or 20 minute AMRAP, people are not going to check the clock. They're not going to jot down 
there are split times for given rounds. But with intervals, because you have that set end period where you have this big rest, you can see how rounds one to two to three will really compare to each other. And you can see how, okay, maybe I went out a little bit hard or maybe I didn't go out hard enough and I was able to speed up in intervals two and three without any issues. I was able to hold on to my pace. And I think people learn a lot in intervals um, and I'm just a huge fan of them in general. So we'll do one-to-one work-to-rest ratios. We love that because in bigger classes, it saves us on equipment. So if we know we have 15 rowers, we can handle a class of 30 people because we have these one-to-one rests and, and one group can be working while the other group is resting. Um, Two-to-one is another classic format that we love as well. So you can go like three minutes on, 90 seconds off, or four minutes on, two minutes off. Um, this also works really well in big classes because you can go every, uh, you can break it up into three heats and and break up your intervals. So in a three minutes on, 90 second off format, you can have people going every 90 seconds in that and actually have three heats instead of just only two, uh, which is really cool. So with those interval formats, um, give you a couple couple examples that I like. Um, again, a CrossFit New England example or comp train example. They have a workout called Lead Foot, which is really cool. It's four minutes on, four minutes off three rounds. The first round is 27 cal row, 27 burpees, and 27 chest to bar pull-ups. And you do an AMRAP of that. So it's like a good goal for most people to get through those pull-ups or get well into the pull-ups on the chest to bar. Then the next round, the movements stay the same or the, the movements stay similar, but the reps drop. So now it goes down to 21 reps of each, but instead of doing chest to bar pull-ups, now you're doing 21 toes to bar in that next movement. And then the third interval, the reps go down to 15 reps of each, but now you're doing chin over bar pull-ups instead of chest to bar. So really cool workout. Um, it's I like that one. I like these types of formats because it's almost written like a for time, but it is an AMRAP format. So what it does is it gets people to really push right from three, two, one, go instead of pacing, um, which you know people can tend to overpace in interval format. So it gets them to go hard right from the beginning. Um, another one that we programmed uh, a couple months back that I really loved, we called it Super G. It was a three-minute AMRAP of 18 cal ski, 12 hang power cleans, and then max burpee box jump overs in the remaining time. And I'm a huge fan of these uh, remaining time working uh, type of workouts because it gets everyone in a similar uh, work-to-rest ratio and a similar intensity for themselves, regardless of their ability level. So if someone's not very good, they might get only two or three burpee box jump overs. If they are very fit, they might get 10, 15, 20 burpee box jump overs, but they're going to get a similar stimulus overall in terms of how much they're pushing in that time. So that one that we did was three three-minute AMRAPs, and we only gave them 90 seconds rest in between. And the, if you notice with the ski calories, it was just enough that could be done in about 75 seconds. So we were having heats every 90 seconds in that workout. And we only have 10 skiers. It was able, it was enough for us to get through classes of up to 30, which we love. It's, that it works out really well for us. Um, we're also a huge fan of Tabata intervals, you know, 20 on 10 off, 40 on 20 off, one minute on 20 off. Um, we do a lot of those in our beach fit classes, especially the, the one minute on 20 off. 20 seconds is like just enough time to kind of rotate, catch your breath and hit it hard for another 40 seconds or a minute, depending on how long of an interval you're doing. So I think 
intervals are one of the most underutilized type of formats at most CrossFit gyms. And I think you should have an interval format at least one to two times a week in your classes. Um, another big one that we do is partner workouts, and we typically do them on Saturdays. It's not always the case, um, but we're, we're a big fan of partner workouts. Um, we like to do classic one that we like to do is just kind of like a mini chipper workout where you might have 20 to 40 reps of a movement, and it's up to you and your partner to break it up however you want. Um, and maybe it's multiple rounds for time. Maybe it's an AMRAP, um, but we, we like the you go, I go variation of it because it allows a better athlete to be paired with a worse athlete and a better athlete can take more of the load and a worse athlete can take less of the load and they both get a really good workout. Um, I'm actually not really a fan of, I see this a lot where we force as programmers, we force people, oh, break it up evenly, break it up evenly. But especially for us on a Saturday, it's inevitable that you're going to get someone who's super fit pairing up with someone who's not that fit. And for someone who's super fit to have to wait around for that unfit person and the unfit person feels bad because they're they're slowing that other person down. It's just better off to encourage people to actually break it up unevenly and the better person can take more of the load. They're both going to get a great workout, um, but they're going to feel like they're working together. It's going to force more communication, more teamwork. So I really like adding that little element into your partner workouts. Um, another partner format we like is where one person's holding while the other person's working. You don't want to make this too crazy hard because you're never really resting in this type of format, but it could be simple plank hold. It could be a bar hold, bar hang. You could be holding a bar in the, the deadlift position or a front rack position with a kettlebell. A um, bunch of ways you can do this, but it's a cool format for mixing up your traditional partner format. Um, and then we also like doing really short sprints where you're going to alternate round for round with someone. So everybody knows the benchmark workout Jackie, right? So you could take Jackie, you know, which is a thousand meter row, 50 thrusters, six pull-ups and break that into bite-sized chunks. So one person might do a 200 meter row sprint immediately into 10 empty bar thrusters, immediately into six pull-ups. As soon as they drop from the pull-ups, second person is into that second round of a 200 meter row. So it gives people a chance to really push the intensity um, and do it in an interval format where their rest has become the, uh, the interval when their partner's going. Okay, so we're a huge fan of those those partner workouts. Um, one example I'll give you guys from one we're gonna actually do tomorrow is uh, an 18 minute AMRAP, teams of two, 30 cal assault bike, 30 deadlifts, 30 dumbbell bench press. And that's one of those where we tell people, break it up however you want. Um, you know, if someone's stronger on one of the movements, they can take more of the load. And then typically we'll give them some tips for like the assault bike, like, hey, don't worry about trying to get to 10 or 15 cal straight, just do 20 seconds hard and wherever the calories end up, get off, let your partner get in and keep that intensity high between the two of you, okay? So that's partner workouts. Um, our fourth format that we love is Fight Gone Bad, the Fight Gone Bad format. And most of you guys know Fight Gone Bad, five stations, one minute a piece, and then one minute rest between rounds. But I think there's a lot more variation. There's a lot more play that we can do with this format. Um, we could do three minutes, three stations, three minutes around and one minute rest. We could do four stations, four minutes around, one minute rest. Um, we can do uh, something where it's pace, 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 and then push. So maybe in, in, let's call it fight gone bad, let's say uh, your wall balls, your sumo, deadlift, high pull, your box jumps, and your uh, push press, you all have to, you have to hit 15 
reps on each of those movements or 18 reps on each of those movements. Then with the row, it's max calories all out. So you have this interval format where the first three to four minutes of it are kind of building. They're meant to be paced. And then the last one is an all out sprint at the end. It's a really cool format. Um, one of the classic uh, CrossFit benchmark workouts, another one that's similar to Fight Gone Bad is a workout called The Ghost that some of you may or may not know about. We've done this one a bunch of times that we and, and really like it. It's six rounds for max reps, one minute of rowing, one minute of burpees, one minute of double unders, and then one minute of rest after each round. And it's meant to simulate a UFC fight um, just as Fight Gone Bad was, was meant to simulate a boxing match. So that's a really cool format and you can play with that a bunch of ways. It works really well in your bootcamp style classes as well. The next format that we love are every minute on the minutes, EMOMs. So this is not a new format for most of you guys, but um, we do have some favorite ways that we use it that I wanted to share. And um, some of the main ways we'll do this is we'll do this for strength. So we might do this with opposing movements like where minute one or the odd minutes is a pushing movement and then minute two or the even movement movements minutes is a pulling movement so you're going back and forth between push and pull push and pull every other minute um, we've done this where also in strength formats where you have kind of a main lift and then like accessory movements so maybe we're getting ready for elizabeth that day so first minute might be um, working up to a heavy double power clean from the floor and then Minute two might be a 10 to 15 second ring dip support hold, right? So you're working on a piece of the movement. So you're, you're kind of getting prepped for the movement. You're, you're allowed to refine technique with that movement, um, but you're not overtaxing them so they can still hit it hard and do their best on a benchmark workout like Elizabeth. Um, we do this sometimes in place of heavy days, and we've done this a couple times recently where, you know, in the traditional heavy day, you have one movement, right? It's, it's back squats, three, 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 rest three to four minutes between sets. It can be pretty boring. And, you know, to do that once a week, I think it's going to turn off a lot of the, the masses out there. So one of them that we've done recently is minute one is your strength, right? So it might be three back squats, it might be uh, three heavy cleans or something like that. Minute two you can do like a, a high power movement. It could be a tall box jump, it could be a sled sprint, it could be a bike sprint, something that's gonna also kinda get them going hard for a very, very short period of time. Minute three will be kind of like an active recovery or core movement, um, and then minute four is a complete rest, so when they come back to their heavy movement, they feel almost fully rested. Yes, there's more fatigue than if they took a pure three to four minutes rest, but you've taken a lot of that boredom factor out by keeping that movement and keeping it, keeping it moving and keeping it as an active rest. So the specific format we use recently, we did a 20 minute EMOM, uh, four movements, five rounds total. So minute one was three back squats, as heavy as possible, and we gave them plenty of time to build to that beforehand. So it was heavy for all five rounds. Minute two was 120 foot sled sprint all out. Minute three was a 30 to 45 second uh, ring FLR or ring plank hold. And then minute four was a pure rest. And that format went really well. It was sneakier than people thought, but it was allowing people to get a large volume of heavy back squat sets in, um, similar to how a heavy day would work. So that's, uh, that's EMOMs. We actually have other EMOMs that we like as well. We like to do skill-based EMOMs. Um, so some skill-based EMOMs we've done we do it for like ring dips or rope climbs. 
And I'm a huge fan of this as opposed to like one of the things we used to do in the past was, okay, we're gonna do 12 minutes to work on ring muscle ups. And we'd give people some things to work on. And like some people would work on stuff and some people would just kind of get bored and do their own thing. And uh, sometimes it was just too much talking and we'd be trying to talk to a million different people at once. We'd try be trying to talk to the advanced athletes who have 10 unbroken muscle ups already. And then we're trying to talk to the 60 and 70 year old women in our class that never care to get muscle ups and nor should they care to get muscle ups. And you're trying to do skill work for all of them at once. So we've kind of replaced those with these, these EMOMs that will break down parts of a skill and give people things to work on. Um, and then also it allows us to think in advance of how we want to provide challenges for both the advanced athletes and our beginning athletes. So an example for that would be um, we did one recently. It was a nine-minute EMOM for ring dips. Minute one was a 10 to 15-second top support hold. Minute two was a 10 to 15-second bottom support hold. Minute three was one set of strict ring dips, and we were advising about 30 to 40% of a max set there. So it was meant for quality, not for a huge volume there. And then for our scaled or fitness athletes, they could do this on a box with dumbbells. So they took out that instability of the rings. They could also do a lot of these from a plank and make it more of a push-up type of uh, uh, EMOM instead of a ring dip EMOM. And then for our sport athletes or competitive athletes, they started each of their sets with a ring muscle up and then they went into the movement. So it would be one ring muscle up plus a 10 to 15 second support hold. One ring muscle up plus a 10 to 15 second bottom support hold. So this gave all different levels a chance to get some good quality skill work in, do it in a progressive format, um, and, and be moving and working for most of the time rather than uh, too much talking, too much uh, coaching, and not enough moving. Okay, so that's EMOMs. Our next format that we like, and we have, uh, this will be the last one actually, is longer active recovery days. So we try to, obviously we program six days a week of CrossFit workouts. Sundays are beach fit, so we don't program, think about that when we're programming our, our CrossFit workouts. But we have a lot of people that come five, six days in a, a week in a row. And we kind of have to, we have to protect them from themselves. A lot of them would go hard five or six days straight if, if we let them. So we really like to, uh, typically on Thursdays, sometimes on Wednesdays, have a longer format AMRAP or longer workout that's going to be a little bit more active recovery focused. Um, it's a little bit more quality movement focused rather than about speed or, or getting a bunch of rounds. And it's something that becomes a go-to for us at least a couple times a month. So with these movement selection here, typically we'll have a cardio movement in there, something that's going to jack the heart rate up. But a lot of times we'll get some really good core work in there. It could be stuff like like body saws or L-sits in there. We'll get like Turkish get-ups in there or wall walks. Uh, we like to do a lot of holds, a lot of carries on those days, a lot of sled work, so strongman type stuff. And we'll do these in at least 20-minute AMRAPs. Um, sometimes we'll do four rounds for time, five rounds for time, but we'll put that time domain in the 25 to 30-minute range. And uh, we, we really like this because we can focus on quality. We can do a lot of coaching. And it allows people to get a good workout, get a good sweat, but then not feel beat up going into usually Friday and Saturday to end the week. Um, so one of the ones we did recently, or one of the ones we're doing actually next week, is a 22-minute AMRAP. Starts off with a 30-second weighted wall sit. So it's going to be with a heavy um, wall ball in the front rack position. 
Then you go into six ring body saws, then a 60 foot sled drag, and then 12 calories on the bike. So that's your chance to kind of bump the heart rate up and then 15 ball slams, which is another chance to kind of bump the heart rate up. So you got two movements that really get the heart rate up. And then you got three movements, which are really about quality, positioning, bracing, all those good things. So um, that really kind of wraps up this podcast. Um, you know, hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully if you guys have been feeling stuck lately in your programming, this is giving you a lot of ideas. Um, I'm a huge fan of this idea that purpose is better than progressions, right? So when we're creating workouts, we want to give each workout of the day a purpose uh, as a standalone rather than needing to know what happened the week before and the week after in order to feel like it has a purpose. So I think a lot of these workouts can do that. I think you can see that with with what we talked about in terms of like interval formats and learning about pacing or doing these progressive EMOMs for skill work. So think about that when you guys are doing programs. Feel free to steal anything on here or steal it and make it your own. Um, definitely encourage you guys to, to steal from us, steal from other gyms uh, to make yourself better and improve your product on the floor. So hope this is helpful and have a great weekend, guys.